Today, I'm going to talk to you about the elephant in the room. So you can have everything perfect on your podcast, but if you don't get this one thing right, you're still going to struggle to have success. So you can probably guess that today I'm getting all up in your business, but mine as well, about our money mindset. So the real question is this, how can podcasters like us who've done the work, built a following, and actually made a difference monetize our podcast without selling out to sponsors who don't really value our community anyway? That is the question, and this is the answer. Welcome to Podcast Monetization Secrets. Hi there. Welcome to Podcast Monetization Secrets. My name is Christy Hostler, and I appreciate you joining me today. I know you have so many choices when it comes to listening to podcasts. So the fact that you have put me in your ears, I can't thank you enough. In case you haven't met me yet, I'm the founder and CEO of Team Podcast, and it's a full service podcast production company. I've worked with over 250 podcasts. I've made more than a million dollars in podcasting. And I am on a mission to help as many podcasters monetize as possible. And that's exactly why we're here today. So I hope that you are on the same page. If not, this is probably not going to be the podcast for you. Now, I wanted to talk to you today about something that I have always struggled with as far as I can, far back as I can remember. And it seems like no matter how much I achieve, it always seems to come back at every new level. And what I'm talking about today is having money blocks. Money blocks can manifest themselves in a lot of different ways. For many podcasters, it can come from them saying something as seemingly innocent as, I'm not doing my podcast to make money. Oh, I don't want, I'm not trying to make money from it. Like they don't even want to admit many times that they want to make money. And I have this happen a lot in consultations when I talk to people about what is their monetization plan? Like, well, I don't really have to monetize right away. I'm not really looking to make money from it. But I mean, don't get me wrong. If I did, it would be nice. That's a money block talking. Um, I see it also with podcasters whenever they talk about uh, sponsorships and they talk about uh, getting ads for their shows. And they're like, I don't know about that because I'm not sure I want to put anything out there for my audience because I don't want them to think I'm selling. I don't want them to feel like they're being sold to. You know, I'm just here to provide value. Well, if you're here to provide value, you should get some value back from it. So my money blocks manifest through extreme anxiety around money, not necessarily a panic attack, but just a lot of anxiety around money. And it's not even a lot of times based in reality. It's based on my own fears and insecurities about money, which all relate to my money blocks. And I can hear my money blocks also in my language. When I'm telling myself that I can't afford something or when I'm telling myself that I have to do something myself because I don't want to, it's going to cost me if I hire it out for someone else to do. I can hear my money blocks when I tell myself that I can't buy this thing or I can't invest in this thing because I don't have the money right now. I can't afford this. You, you find that a lot in our vernacular. My thoughts can get consumed with panic about money fears that aren't even real. It leads to things like, you know, avoiding looking at the books, avoiding looking at the bank accounts, avoiding looking at anything to do with money because it's such a panic. And many times my money blocks 
are what causes me to, and this is thing, a thing that a lot of podcasters have, you, whenever you want to cheap out on something, you want only free tools. Everybody wants a free podcast host, but they want the best for free. And also, whenever you want to cheap out on something, whenever you want to hire the lowest priced help, whenever you want to only spend the cheapest amount you can spend to get something done for you, or even when you're always buying the cheapest things. Like a lot of cheap things don't mean that you made better money decisions. So many times when I find myself wanting to DIY something that really I shouldn't be DIYing or that I'm wanting to cheap out in another way, like it always derails me and sets me back from achieving my goals. So if you're a podcaster, many times you'll see this kind of stuff happen whenever Somebody wants to do everything on their podcast themselves, even though they're not really good at all of those things, but they want to do it all themselves because they don't want to pay somebody because they're not making any money from their podcast, but they're not going to be able to make focus on making money from their podcast if they're doing everything for their podcast. So at some point in time, something's got to give and it's just hard to tell how you're going to get ahead if you're spending all your time just avoiding paying people that can do it much more efficiently than you or better than you and get you a better outcome while you could be focused on other things. So if you are in this situation, think about when this happens to you. When it happens to me is whenever I am most of the time trying to achieve my goals and I need more help or I need more of a different type of help than I currently have. And I end up wanting to go down the rabbit hole of, can I learn to do this? I'm pretty adept at learning and and adapting and and acquiring a skill pretty quickly. Can I learn to do this with some sort of marginal mastery so at least I can get by? And what happens, and especially in the podcasting world, is we will do things like this to ourselves where we continue constantly learn. We will continue to constantly try to improve our skill set or take on new skill sets that we're really not qualified to do so that we don't have to pay somebody. But what it does is it lengthens your runway to success. So instead of hiring somebody and getting a funnel built and getting something out there or hiring someone to get your podcast done and having it launched in just a few weeks, you're sitting here dithering around doing it, but you've been, it's been more than a year and a half that you really haven't been able to get your show off the ground. Or you've started and you've pod faded because life got in the way because you didn't have a plan to keep it going whenever you're life got in the way. So what I want to share with you today is going to be the three-step framework that I use to overcome money blocks. So I want to tell you a quick story. And whenever I started my business, in fact, about about 10 years ago now, um, I was still working in a corporate type job. I drove two hours each way to go to work every single day. And I was making six-figure income that accounted for two-thirds of our household income. And essentially, if you were to ask me, I would have said we can't afford anything else. We were sort of like living paycheck to paycheck, never really had a ton of money in the bank, never really hit our complete savings goals or anything like that. And I would have told you that we pretty much were maxed out. And somewhere along the way, we got the bright idea after we went on vacation to Key West that we would love to move to the Florida Keys. And so here I was with a job that was a six-figure job that was two-thirds of our family income, 
trying to move to a place that costs three times the amount of money we were paying in South Carolina just to live. And if I did that, I would be leaving behind my six-figure income and that wonderful job that allowed me to drive two hours each way to go to work every single day. And at some point in time, somebody told me, they said, Christy, you just need to begin adding zeros to what you're doing. I was listening to a lot of podcasts at the time, and there was probably a podcast that talked about adding zeros to what you're doing, sort of leveling up, challenging yourself. You know, if you're spending, you know, $10 on something, add a zero to it and spend $100 on it. What would that, what would life be like if you did that? And that was the advice I got. And over the course of a few months, we made the transition in moving to from South Carolina to Key West and taking on much more uh, household expenses than we had ever had before with less income than we'd ever had. So getting me out of my money comfort zone also put my back up against a wall and made me perform better. I had walked away from my income and taken on three times the living expenses than I would normally have. We bought a house. Don't know how we did it. We ended up making decisions that other people said, either you're crazy or some people actually said, oh, you're really lucky to be able to do that. Well, there was no luck involved at all. It was all simply a matter of when opportunity presented itself, walking through the next open door. It didn't take us years to get down to the Florida Keys because we didn't, we wouldn't have had a plan to get down there. If I had put a plan together, it would have taken me years. But we just kept walking through the next open door, and eventually we found ourselves down there. And you know what? It's worked out really, really well. And I see money blocks emerging today in my life when I need to hire somebody, and it's not giving me enough cushion in my business because I'm going to have to pay more than I want to pay to get something done. And I'm like every other business who competing for people that want high-paying jobs right now. And it puts me out of my comfort zone. It makes me panic. It makes me have crazy thoughts. It makes me tell myself negative things. And the thing about having a money block whenever you're in business or you're in podcasting or whatever else you're attempting to accomplish is that you will stagnate if you don't get control of your money block. You can have actually a perfect podcast. But yet, if you don't get your money mindset right, you're not going to pitch things properly You're not going to ask for your value whenever you go to charge people with something for something. And you're not going to be able to make sales in a way that's going to make your podcast sustainable. And so what I want you to realize is that everything can be right on your podcast. But if you get your money mindset wrong or you let these thoughts and insecurities about money overtake you, you are going to be stuck. So I wanted to tell you about the three-step framework that I use to overcome my money blocks. Now, before I do that, I just want to briefly tell you that if you're needing help with your podcast, one of the ways that I've created that I can help other people with their podcast is to do a podcast audit. And I go through and I look at the back end of your podcast, the front end of your podcast. I look at everything that you're doing. I look at your ultimate business goals. And I come back to you with some very, very tangible recommendations. And I lay it all out and I give it to you and you can decide what you want to take advantage of and what you want to, you know, leave on the cutting room floor, so to speak. 
but you get all of that from me and I do a deep dive just into your podcast and what you are actually doing. If you are an action taker and if you are serious about needing help with your podcast and getting it monetized, go to teampodcast.com forward slash tune up. Just one word, tune up. Teampodcast.com forward slash tune up. And you can find all the details about the podcast optimization audit, tune up, whatever you want to call it. It's there. And uh, I have a very specific process that I go through to get inside your podcast and sort of bring the bugs and bring the um, things that are holding you back to light so that you can fix them, correct them, and move forward. So at this stage that I'm at right now in my business, I am in several masterminds. And part of the beauty of mastermind groups is that many times when you are in them, you have people there that can call you out on your stuff. They can hold you accountable. And more importantly, they can help you and give you resources and ideas to help get you unstuck. And a couple of weeks ago, I'm just going to share my experience most recently with being called out about a money block. And this happens a lot of times when we are trying to price ourselves and our services in such a way that we are undervaluing ourselves. And I am definitely guilty of that. And so what happened is I was on my uh, every two week mastermind call and I was going over some of the things that I'm working on. And I'm working on a, a very high ticket done for you offer where everything is done for you with your funnel with and basically we get your podcast monetized within 90 days. And I was talking about what I wanted to do for people and how I wanted to do it. And several people said, well, Christy, what price point were you thinking about for this offer? And I was really, no, I thought about and I named a price. I said, I don't really know, though. I'm open to feedback on it, you know, whatever. And immediately everyone in that mastermind was like, oh, no, 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 no. Do not do that. That is too low of a price. You need to be at least double that and you need to be thinking about doubling it and beyond for the second round of people that you help and, and that sort of thing. And it made me feel really validated that they appreciated the value in my offer and that several of them said, Christy, I would be your target ideal client for this and I would be willing to pay for it. And so it's good to hear that. Like, it's very validating to hear that. But when you don't have someone validating that for you, you go out and underprice yourself and then you get overwhelmed whenever you end up basically becoming slave labor in order to fulfill your offer. So it's such valuable feedback to hear people say, Christy, you're underpricing yourself. You're undervaluing yourself. Christy, you're an expert. Act like it. Walk in that. Get in the arena of the expert and fight every single day for what you know is your worth. And so for me, that was the most recent reminder that my money blocks are still holding me back. Now, they're bigger money blocks or money blocks at a higher level than they used to be whenever I was living paycheck to paycheck working for other companies. But they're still money blocks nonetheless, and they still have the most devastating impact. So my three-step framework for overcoming my money blocks is, first of all, I have to change my inner dialogue. I have to stop telling myself that I have to prove myself again and again and again. And then I have to just keep giving more and more value until it's so unbelievable the amount of value that somebody's going to get when they work with me that it makes me completely devalue my worth and underprice myself. I have to stop with that internal dialogue. So what I do to rectify that 
is I focus on affirmations. I focus on affirmations that affirm everything that contributes to my money block. So if I'm feeling unworthy or I'm feeling imposter syndrome, whatever, I have affirmations that affirm the exact opposite of those things in my life. The second thing I do is I have to change my external dialogue. So when I'm hearing, and I I said it was funny because I was talking with my wife the other day, and I said, uh, she said something, we were looking at the house, and we were like, man, this is beautiful. And it was like, oh, man, but who could ever afford this? We could never afford this. And it was like, you know what? We've got to, even though we're joking and we're looking at things going, oh, we could never afford that. Oh, a private plane. We could never afford that. Oh, whatever. We've got to quit joking about that. We've got to quit saying words and allowing words to occupy our space that are counter to the type of external dialogue that we have. We can say, I choose not to spend my money in that way, but we can't say, I can't afford it. So you have to begin letting the internal dialogue then work its way to your external dialogue. And then you have to stop yourself and check yourself. And every time you say, I can't afford it, go back and reframe that. I'm not choosing to spend money on that today. I'm not choosing to purchase that because it's not going to help me get to my goal. Reframe that conversation. The last thing I do is very similar to what I did whenever we moved to Key West. And that is, I make it a point to do things that scare me. Just this past month, I've had to do something that scared me. And I had to hire somebody that I desperately needed for my business, but I didn't really want to pay the money. And I did it anyway, and I forced myself to do it. And now I've got to make sure that I follow through on every single thing. So I get a return on the investment I made in that position in my business. If I continue to be the bottleneck and I continue to have my money blocks, I'm not going to get an ROI on that. So I have to push myself out of my comfort zone and do things that scare me. If you are in the same situation, do something that scares you. Get the help you need for your podcast. Get the help you need for your business. Get the help you need for your home. Maybe you need to get someone coming to clean your house once a week or every other week or something. Maybe you need to come in and get get somebody to come in and do your yard work. Make that investment in yourself so that then you can redirect that time somewhere else. And then you've committed to that. So now you go, every time my yard person comes... That's the amount of time I need to be dedicating to my business ventures. That's the amount of time I need to be working on making even more money. And once you do things that scare you on a regular basis, what you find is that your comfort zone becomes so much bigger. You know, if you think about it, like I, I can remember whenever we were, we were thinking about mortgages and went from South Carolina and we had a $1,200 mortgage. To Florida, where we have a you know three thousand dollar mortgage, and it's like that would have seemed impossible to me when I was still working for someone else, and it would have seemed impossible to even figure out how to make that happen. Like it would give me a heart attack, and I I find myself saying that sometimes when I see these big massive homes, and you know especially here in Hawaii, there's there's homes that are you know for sale right now for like you know eighteen and twenty million dollars. I just think that kind of mortgage would literally give me a heart attack every single month. But you watch television shows and you got realtors that are dealing with these, you know, 20, 30 million dollar homes like that's all they sell. And you're like, how does that just become so commonplace to those people? And they're dealing with such large sums of money without batting an eye. And it's because they've gotten rid of their money blocks. 
and they've put out into the universe something completely different than a money block. One of the ways that a money block I saw manifested with a client was that she was offering something to her podcast audience as a listener. She was making a pitch for it on her podcast. And she said, I know you probably don't have a lot of money. And I know when I was in your same situation, I didn't either. And so I just decided I needed this, you know, whatever it was, more than I needed some other things in my life. So I just put it on a credit card and made sure that I, you know, and she went on about this whole thing about not having a lot of money. And she did this. This is her pitch to get her listeners to buy something. And it's like, why are you pitching something talking about, I know you don't have a lot of money and this doesn't cost very much. So I just want you to try to make room for it in your budget and blah, 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 blah. And it was like, that is nothing but a money block talking. So if you find that you have money blocks, which most of us do, I would encourage you to push back on it and use my three-step framework to help get past that, at least at this level that you're at. Change your internal dialogue. Do not let your mind run in those tracks and play those tapes that tell you no one will pay that much for something. Let me just tell you, there are people doing crazy things right now. Whenever you can take NFT art and it can sell for $69 million and it's not even a real piece of art, it's something digital. Whenever you can take an NFT house and sell it for $500,000 and it's not even really a house that people can live in or function in, what is going on in the world, right? People are paying for all kinds of crazy things. There's a, there's a guy in one of my masterminds. He is a trombonist. And he has just, he, last week, got his Two Comma Club award, which basically means he's hit a million dollars in revenue from one single funnel. And you know what he does? He teaches people to play the trombone. You wouldn't even think there's a million people that would that would want to learn to play the trombone, right? I mean, it's a crazy, crazy thing. So if you look at all that is happening, we've got an, I've got another friend in uh, my mastermind who's getting ready to hit a million dollar award because she sells uh, a cookie camp. She teaches people how teaches ladies how to decorate cookies. Don't tell yourself, don't let yourself engage in what people will and will not spend money on. Put it out there and let the market decide. And then when you get the data back, let's begin tweaking things. Let's begin working through things. Let's begin making an irresistible offer that they can't refuse so that you can help them and they can be impacted by your work. That's all it is. And so your money blocks are going to come out in different ways. They're going to come out in the way you think about things the way you think about hiring people, the way you think about um, pitching your offers, the way you think about pricing your offers, the way you think about the value that you bring to the world, your money block will impact all of that. And I'm here to say to you that if you don't get your money mindset correct and get rid of these money blocks, that you can have the most perfect podcast in the world. And you know what will happen? You will be stuck in free content creation mode, and that's not where I want you to be. So 
that's my thoughts for today. I have struggles with it. I still have struggles with it. Luckily, I surround myself with enough people that will call me out on it and not let me wallow in it. So I'm always thinking about ways to expand and break through barriers. And you'll have plateaus. You know, if you've never had a $10,000 month and you suddenly have a $10,000 month, you'll be like, holy cow. But then when $10,000 months become the norm and you're used to it, then you, you're going to be shooting for $30,000 or $50,000 a month. And so you get to each new level brings a new money block for each one and you have to push through them in order to get to a point where you are achieving the next level. And so that's what I want to share with you today is that you have to be, defeat your money blocks. You have to get your money mindset clear and straight before you ever begin pitching something or pricing something for your audience because you will make huge mistakes that you'll regret because you'll end up creating a monster that you can't fulfill. And at the same time, if you don't get your money mindset right, you'll never be able to fully embrace selling something. I was just on a conversation with a podcast that I was a guest on and it'll be coming out in a few weeks. And we were talking about how there's such shame and stigma associated with money. And I'm not afraid to tell you, I want to make money. I want to make as much money as possible. And you know what? Preferably, I want to do as little as work as possible to make the most money as possible. And I want to do that because there are things and people that I want to pour my time and my money and my energy into so that I can help them change their lives. And I want to be wealthy beyond imagination so that I can turn around and give back and help other people. And I want to create a business that is booming, that needs more and more moms and women and other people who need remote, location-independent, flexible jobs that make decent money. You know, being able to create that sort of a thing is a public service in and of itself. And getting as many people on board that you can help and change their lives, it's amazing to be able to do that. So money mindset is something that will rear its ugly head at every stage of the game. And there are three ways to get rid of it. Change your internal dialogue, change your external dialogue, and scare the heck out of yourself. Making investments where investments need to be made. And I'm talking about valuing yourself and your time and your self-worth. Stop underpricing ourselves. Women, hello, stop underpricing ourselves. Men have no problem saying, this is what it costs to work with me. And if you don't want to pay that, then you go work with someone else. Go work with someone who's lower and more in your budget. You can always find cheaper labor out there. Go find them. Go work with them. Women, we're like, yes, I can do that for a discounted price. I can devalue myself and degrade myself and be happy taking the pennies that you're throwing at me. We got to stop, ladies. We got to put ourselves in a situation where we are feeding our best mindset and our best money mindset. And you can't do that if you've got huge money blocks. So I hope this has been helpful for you today. I hope you figured out a way to make sure that you can identify your money blocks and maybe even get other people to help hold you accountable for them. I have to do that in my own life, and I would suggest you do that as well. So if there's anything I can help you with, please know that you can find me at Podcast Monetization Secrets Private Group on Facebook. You can also find me at teampodcast.com. And if there's any way at all I can help you with your podcast, please reach out, hit me up. I'm more than happy to help. I hope you have a good day. 
Thank you for joining us today. If you'd like to continue the conversation about how to monetize your podcast, I want to invite you to join our private Facebook group. Just go to facebook.com forward slash podcast monetization secrets and click the button to join. And then I'll see you on the inside.